Welcome to 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Tani Levitt, coming to you live from the walk-in closet in my apartment. Let's get into it. It's been a wild week and a half. Um, the NCAA tournament has been canceled, and uh, most sports news has come come to a, a standstill. And uh, one person who has just flaunted that expectation is Evan Daniels. Evan Daniels has two amazing pieces up at 247sports.com. One is about an interview with Rick Pitino that he conducted uh, just after it was announced that Rick Pitino would be the new head coach at Iona Basketball. So really exciting there. And then today he just posted an article where he polled 115 college basketball coaches to find out who they thought would win the 2020 NCAA tournament. And turns out they think Kansas would have won the tournament. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Evan uh, so we can talk about his articles. So I'm now happy to be joined by Evan Daniels, perhaps the busiest man in college basketball at the moment. In the past three days, Evan has posted two stories to 247sports.com that are blowing up the college basketball world. On Saturday, Evan interviewed Rick Pitino and broke the news that Pitino would be coming back to the States from Greece to coach at Iona. Now, most writers and insiders would take a moment to relax after breaking such a massive story, especially in the current content-starved environment. Instead, Evan polled 115 college coaches on who they thought would have won the NCAA tournament. Kansas won this... Kansas won the plurality of these votes, so our guy then went and interviewed Kansas coach Bill Self. You can find links to all those articles in the show notes, or you can find them straight on the front page at 247sports.com. Evan, my first question for you, are you sleeping? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a big believer in getting seven hours of sleep. That's kind of my number, so uh, I've been going to bed a little earlier, but uh but yeah, I've been, been sleeping plenty. It's obviously been a, a, a busy, hectic time, uh, especially really over the last week. Um, you know, it seems like since news broke about Harvard canceling uh, or uh, the Ivy League canceling their tournament, um, it, it's really been this consistent, constant, quick-moving news cycle ever since. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's been a little hard to catch, the, catch my breath. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. So let's talk about this poll. How how did you go about interviewing 115 coaches while we're basically in quarantine, while nobody's allowed to be in the office? And uh, just how how did you go about doing this? Hey hey brother, I don't need a uh, I don't need an office to do my work. My office is my phone. Um, I, I I emailed probably half of them. I texted or called probably the other half. Um, in fact, I've actually had a handful more votes come in after I posted the story. Um, but yeah, I, I just reached out to, to these guys uh, via email and text and phone and uh, got a pretty good response. And, um, you know, I thought the poll was pretty telling, you know, it's pretty unfortunate Tony, that we didn't, we weren't able to have a NCAA tournament. It's obviously heartbreaking for those seniors. Uh, and, and, you know, Bill Self probably put it best. He's like, look, us as coaches, we're going to have another shot at this. These seniors are not going to have another shot at this. Um, and the, the guys that are going to go to the NBA draft, they're not going to have another shot at this. Um, but yeah, so I, that's, I just reached out to everybody and, and uh, obviously Kansas uh, won in astounding fashion. In a second, I'll want to ask you about Kansas. But before then, is there like a massive spreadsheet with like all the votes tallied somewhere deep in your Google Drive? Uh, yes, I have an Excel sheet 
um, of the entire voting process, uh, who voted or the number of votes for, for each particular school. I, honestly, Tony, this is something that I've done a handful of times. Like uh, usually every summer I poll uh, the college coaches about who they think is the best uh, high school prospect coming out of the summer, the most underrated and a couple other things and uh, covering the big East um, this year. I polled, uh, I, I polled who they, who the coaches thought would be the, the Big East player of the year. I think I've talked to 30 of the 40 coaches when I did that. Uh, best defender in the league. Like I've done stuff like this before, um, and that's usually how I do it. I just keep it on an Excel sheet. So as you said earlier, Kansas got a plurality of the votes, and I kind of feel like people have already forgotten what the makeup of these teams were just because everything's been so crazy the past week or so. So can you can you take us uh, and remind us what was so special about this Kansas team? What made it so that all these coaches felt that they were the team that was most likely to win the 2020 national championship? Yeah, I think the, the most common theme from coaches was uh, just no one in the country has an answer for Udoka as a bookie. And I asked, I asked Bill Self about that and uh, and he said the same thing. Um, he said there's not many guys in the country that can handle him because of his size, uh, because of how athletic he is at his size. Um, and like he, he dunks everything in the paint. He's physical. He's tough. He rebounds. Uh, he just brings so much to the table. But then you throw in the the, the second guy, that tremendous one-two punch, and and Devon Dotson, and he was playing as well as any guard in the country. Um, I think self put it best, like he's not even really a natural scorer and was still putting up 18 points a game. Uh, I just think that they had the pieces, uh, they guarded, uh, they were, uh, that's, uh, one of the coaches that I talked to had the scout against them this year. And he was really taken back by their defense, their intensity, um, the length, uh, and just how they play on that end of the floor. Um, so this is a really good basketball team. They're at number two in Ken Palm adjusted efficiency, uh, top five in defensive field goal percentage held teams to 42.4%. Um, so it, it, just across the board, it was a team with uh, a lot of pieces. Absolutely. And when you think about when Yudoka Azubuke was on the floor, Kansas has just five losses in the past two seasons. And I think all the numbers that you just cited are even better illustrations, but like at a base level, they just don't really lose when Doak plays. And so now when you were talking to Coach Self, was this information exciting to him that, you know, his team won this poll among coaches of who they thought would win? Or was it just a sad afterthought for him and his guys? Uh, I would probably vote for sad afterthought. Um, you know, I asked him if this was devastating in terms of knowing that he had a team that could compete for a national championship and not getting to see it through. Uh, and he said it basically was. Um, but he said it's not just him. It's you know, Dayton, it's Gonzaga, it's San Diego State. There's a lot of people that are feeling this way. And um, obviously it, it was unfortunate. Um, but he knew that he had something special with this group because he, he even said, you know, I couldn't positively say that we were the best team in the country. I don't think anyone could. But what he said was, is I think, I don't think anyone was playing better than this, better than us at the given time. And he also thought uh, that they were really built for uh, handling distractions and handling adversity and thought because of everything that came out with the NCAA last year that his guys, their guys really had that in the back of their mind. 
and we're using it as motivation. Yeah, I mean, there are so many good seniors, and it's just a shame that we won't be able to see them in the tournament, especially, I think, the seniors who might not make it at the next level, like them in particular. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's important, Tiny, to, to note, um, you know, they got 49 of the votes. Gonzaga got was second with 17. Uh, Dayton was third. Uh, Michigan State and, and Florida State uh, were coming in uh, not too far behind them. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, 15 different teams got votes, uh, and I think seven had three or more. Um, so it was, it's a, it was a fun project to do. Let's pivot now to earlier in the weekend. You interviewed Rick Pitino, who shockingly, I think it's safe to say, is back in the United States coaching college basketball again, this time at Iona near New York City. So what, what kind of relationship do you have to have to, to get this kind of interview? Um, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've known Rick Pitino for quite some time. Um, I actually kind of had a, a hunch that uh, he would be back in the college game. Um, I actually spoke to him two weeks or so ago. And, um, I had, um, I had, uh, I had a pretty good idea, um, that there were multiple schools that, that wanted him and were going to pursue him. Um, obviously that came to fruition pretty quickly with Iona. Um, but Grand Canyon had, had interest in him as well. Uh, I think Iona just fit, uh, Patino a little better. He, um, his son lives 10 minutes from their campus. He's a member at a golf course 10 minutes from their campus. He's got an apartment 20 to 25 minutes from his campus. Um, and there is a relationship with the Iona president that ultimately is what led to this thing coming to fruition. In fact, without that relationship, I don't think it happens. Uh, it was always going to take a special relationship to get him back into the college game, uh, especially after what went on late in his career at Louisville. Um, and that relationship with the president stems back from when that president was uh, at Transylvania, which is right outside Lexington, Kentucky, about 45, 50 minutes from Louisville. Uh, so he's known uh, the, pres- the, the president of Iona and, and his family for quite some time. And that factored a lot into him getting that job. Here's a crazy statement. Rick Pitino has been a head coach at a high-level college basketball or NBA program with championship aspirations nearly twice the amount of time as I have been alive. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I know. So now he comes to Iona, where they don't have the same kind of expectations as they do at, say, Louisville or Kentucky. Did Patino intimate to you what his goals will be for Iona basketball? We didn't talk really about his goals or expectations at Iona, but uh, knowing uh, Rick Patino, uh, I would imagine his expectations are nothing short of uh, getting Iona to the NCAA tournament and doing serious damage. Uh, that's just how he's wired. He's as competitive a person as you're ever going to be around, uh, especially when it comes to basketball. And he has a track record of player development and getting guys better. And uh, you look at some of these teams that he had at Louisville, uh, a lot of times he was doing more with less. It's, they weren't rosters full of top 10 players. And he got guys better. Uh, but he didn't really go into to, to his goals. Now, he did say um, that he learned a lot in Greece. And he told me that two weeks ago, we talked and reiterated it on the phone uh, this week. Um, He told me that uh, offensively, he learned a lot with his coaching uh, professionally in Greece in terms of ball movement and screen action. And he said that he fully intends to implement some of that 
into his offense uh, at Iona. Now, he said uh, defensively uh, he's going to do what he's always done, and that's obviously a pride pressure, and he's not going to change too much on that end. Uh, but offensively, he said that, that, that he learned quite a bit from the coaches over there. Yeah, and for people at home who aren't familiar with EuroLeague, and that's totally reasonable, Panathinaikos is a very storied basketball team. They've won 37 Greek titles and six EuroLeague titles, most recently in 2011. So if you're scoffing at the idea that Rick Pitino has learned stuff over there, you should probably reconsider. Now, I saw today on Forbes that Pitino might be interested in playing Kentucky, but not Louisville. Did he tell you anything about his relationship with his prior employers beyond the fact that he wants to move past that part of his career? No, we didn't. We didn't discuss him playing either of those schools. Now, when I asked him if there was unfinished business in college basketball with the way things ended last time, uh, he had told me uh, that there was a, a time period and he mentioned this on my podcast, I don't know, a year or two ago when I had him on, that he was very bitter at that time at Louisville. He was bitter at that time at the Board of Trustees. He was bitter at how everything went down. Uh, he told me uh, when we talked Saturday, shortly after the news broke of him taking the job, that he's let that go. And he's moved on. And he's really excited about his opportunity at Iona. He seemed very grateful for the opportunity at Iona. Um, and he, he I, I think he, he's just ready to move on and, and try to build a program at Iona. All right, Evan, last question. This morning when I was prepping, I noticed that Iona's outgoing coach, Tim Cluis, is 61, and Rick Pitino is 67. Cluis had to step away from the program to deal with health issues, but still, usually programs hire younger coaches when they move on from a coach in his 60s. So did Pitino say anything to you about how long he plans to coach at Iona? He didn't, but I believe that uh, um, Rick Pitino is a, a basketball lifer. He's going to uh, coach as long as he physically is, is able to do so and able to do so at a high level. Um, his passion is coaching, and his passion is teaching, and his passion is individual instruction, and it's, it's getting out on the floor and, and coaching. And I, I think uh, Rick Pitino will do that uh, for as long as he physically can. And uh, I would imagine he's got some years left. Evan Daniels has two pieces up on 247sports.com that are blowing up the college basketball world. First, an interview with incoming Iona head coach Rick Pitino, and then a poll of 115 college basketball coaches who collectively voted that Kansas would have won the 2020 NCAA tournament. So be sure to check those out. The links are in the show notes. Um, Evan Daniels, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, man. Have a good one. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. If you like what you're hearing, please, uh, please, please give a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, for Evan Daniels, I'm Tony Levitt, and we'll see you next time on the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show.